You are listening to Remarkable Voices, conversations on culture, creativity, and big ideas with your host, Meredith J. Flanagan. Tonight, we welcome comedian, writer, actor, host of the increasingly popular show, 1.7 million followers and climbing, Recess Therapy. Welcome Julian Shapiro Barnum. What's so up? much. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much hey. for coming on tonight. Um, you are so inspiring to me. Can you tell our guests a little bit about what you do? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Julian Barnum. I am a, I don't know, I'm a comedian um, and I host a kids on the street interview show called recess therapy that is on instagram and youtube and you know no one really cares but tiktok twitter and facebook as well uh (laughs) wherever where all internet is sold yeah and so if you haven't seen julian's show recess therapy you're Mm. either living under a rock or you're missing out um it's a fabulous program and that's how I really like got connected to you and found out about you. Um, so you say you're a comedian. Are you also involved in other creative arts? I am. I went to theater school. Uh, I mean, I'm very young. I, I'm 22. I just graduated college last spring. Um, you know, a lot of people. I, you know, I keep having these conversations with people that are like, so like, what's next? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just figuring out how to like, you know, live <laughs> and do stuff. But no, I, um, I come from a heavy background of comedy improv. I have a BFA in theater. I studied stage acting. Um, yeah, I've been just kind of bopping around the creative sphere for my whole time out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so beautiful. And so when you were coming up, were you like, oh, comedy acting is the way for mm-hmm. me? Yeah, I am. Um, so <laughs> I uh, I started doing comedy improv in the third grade. They came to my, like comedy sports came to my third grade class and I was like um, super wowed by it. I've never really, I mean, I, I like, deeply love learning but i've always had a harder time with like the conventions of a classroom Mm. and i found that like you know learning about history through the lens of like the dramaturgy for a play or something was such a you know more exciting and interesting way for me to go about things and um i found theater in like middle school Mm. i also found puppetry at the same time and Mm. like really dove headfirst into like puppetry and like children's media which I like now look back on and like find interesting but I um I built puppets with a passion I got to visit Sesame Street 
in the eighth grade. What? And then it, yeah, right. Isn't that cool? And then ultimately it was a little bit too lonely uh, to be a child into puppets. So I, <laughs> I kind of dropped it and went for the comedy and theater thing. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. First of all, learning about improv in third grade, what an advantage. Right? I know. All I, these other folks got, got into it late. <laughs> I know. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I learned about improv like later in college. Mm -hmm. And so my introduction to it was, I mean, really late. Like I, that's so cool. I didn't even know that that was a possibility. Doesn't mean I'm good at it, but <laughs> oh, my light just went out. <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, I really like this lighting. I think this is really? great. I shouldn't get up and change it. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's more dramatic, more theatrical. Oh yeah. There we go. Yeah. Thanks. Um, um, that's, concerning but i can do that's that's a problem for when we're oh done. no for the show no, I don't know. oh 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 god no this is just a desk lamp it's, it's just a problem for after we're done talking i'll i'll just you know deal with my electricity issues okay, um, for okay. those of you who didn't see one light went out nothing dramatic <laughs> um but no i started doing improv really young and i um i don't know i think people who do improv it's like and I, I guess someone who's been doing it for so long, I think it really like, I think comedy skills are good listening skills. I think like really learning how to intake information in a way that like, um, you know, you can process what the other person's giving you, picking up on their cues and like, you know, be really interested in what they're doing has really helped me in the interview sphere. I used to do... um improv with children. Uh, when I was in high school, I would like do improv shows for elementary schoolers and middle schoolers and like uh, facilitate improv jams with them. And I like really look at that like, oh, that's kind of proto recess therapy um, mm. in terms of like doing comedy with kids. That's kind of about them and like clean. Yeah, totally. Well, that's one of the amazing things about recess therapy, right? Is that it's like, it's so wholesome and mm -hmm. it's, there's never anything that you're like, oh, my kids can't watch this. And mm -hmm. yet it is incredibly entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I see it, I'm like, I mean, not how did this happen, mm -hmm. but how, <laughs> like, what is the formula? You know, it's just so, they have so much to offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like it's one thing to go out and talk to kids and like record it. I think what, what I've tried to get better at and what I've tried to like develop through the, like almost a year of doing it. Like, I think if you watch the first episode, it's like totally different than what I go out and do now, like in terms of uh, tactics. Mm -hmm. But now what I try to do is I really like really deeply try to find some thread with them that they're excited to engage with me about. Like it's instead of, it used to be, I'd just bring something to them, but now it's like, I kind of dig for uh, the nugget of excitement that will like be really fun to watch the kid talk about. Like the thing that they're just so passionate about within the kind of guidelines of the episode. Yeah. So how yeah. do you find out, like, how do you get to that morsel? I don't know. It, you know, I have had, I've, you know, just this last weekend I was shooting and 
I was doing an episode about friendship and this little girl, you know, it was, you know, it was a good interview. It wasn't anything special. And then I like mentioned horses kind of as a joke and she just like lit up and I was like, oh, there, like, you know, it just takes a minute, you know, I sometimes do an interview and it's like less than a minute and I'm like, this isn't going to go anywhere. And sometimes there's a kid who like has energy and it's just like where, you know, what's, what's going to get them really, um, into a conversation. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you're doing these interviews, how do you, I mean, I think I was reading some articles with you before that said like mm-hmm. some parents, you know, the show is getting so big that some parents already recognize you. Mm-hmm. But for the ones that don't, I mean, what's that conversation like? Like, hey, can I film your kid? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it. this is a moment that I talk about with my camera person a lot with Julia or Charlotte. I, I say like the initial pitch is everything. Like even if my like voice falters, I feel like I can really lose a parent. Like when I go up, I, I say, hey, fo-, or like, hey, we're talking to kids today for a children's show called Recess Therapy. Can I talk to your kid about, you know, whatever? Um, and I think in that moment, I'm like, hi, I'm safe. This is okay. Don't worry. Like, I know this is weird. I know, trust me, but like, it's okay. Uh, and like really telegraphing to them. Like, this is who I am. I have business cards now that helps. My favorite thing that happens is a parent will be like, oh, eh, no, thank you. And then another parent comes by and is like, no, nah, they're cool. And like vouches. Um, oh, which is for you. Really yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And then the other parent like agrees. And they're like, oh, right. You know, if, if their kid did it. There's a lot of like parents, you know, if you go up to a group, if you go up to a group of moms and one mom says no, none of them will say yes. You know. Oh, that makes There's sense. A lot of, like, Especially women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Look to I mean, the tribe. Yeah, they they try not. To, you know, they don't want to be perceived as a bad parent. I don't think. I mean, that's the funny oh. thing about doing recess therapy for like truly like going on my tenth month of being around children and parents is like it's just an interesting case study. Uh, I'm just around a lot, like hundreds and hundreds. I've probably talked to over a thousand kids at this point. Um, just a lot. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you've only been doing this for ten months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even a year. Not even a year. Started it when I was still in college. Oh I my know. God. Okay. So <laughs> is this your like full time gig? Yeah. It's I mean oh. trying to trying to do other stuff, but yeah, this, I mean I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky and I'm aware of it. <laughs> oh, that's so oh my god. Okay. Do I mean, you I live very modestly, I'll say that. <laughs> I sure. Am. I mean, I live if, very modestly. Yeah. If you that's that's great, but if you've yeah. been able to take the thing that you have so much fun with and make that your I know. cake, it's the dream. I mean, I was really like, I mean, I think, I mean, I, you know, I don't, you don't graduate college expecting that. I mean, I was prepared as I think most kids in the arts are to like just do jobs and and try my best, and you know, I may still end up having to go back and do that. Just it's very nice right now that. That this is the thing that I get to do. Man, have you talked to a publicist? Uh, no. Should I? <laughs> no. I'm. You just sound like so prepared. I guess because you've done so many interviews, you know. No, at this point, no. I don't know. I, I, God, and I, I always feel, you know, in this situation, I don't usually talk about myself this much, so I get a little like I don't want to come off like I have a crazy big ego. But I think one of my superpowers is I'm good at 
interviews. <laughs> I've, learned, <laughs> I've learned that recently. I don't oh, crap. I just go in raw and I trust myself. <laughs> yeah. Trusting yourself is so hard. Such an acquired mm-hmm. skill. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, I don't trust myself always, but in, in, in terms of uh, interviews or like, you know, conversations, I've it's the one thing that I feel very secure in, which is nice. Good, good. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you have tons of people like, oh my God, you're only 22. You know, does that yeah. make you feel? Uh, I, I I wish I got more people. I, I get a lot of people who think I've like, I get a lot of people who like one think I'm a big deal, which I find a little bit annoying because I don't think you should mm-hmm. do that to internet personalities. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, pedestal complex. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, mm-hmm. shut up. I mean, thank you so much. But like, you know, don't I, I like I'll, someone will DM me like, I love the show. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And they're like, I can't believe you responded. And I'm like, I can. I read it. And, oh. you know, don't be weird. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's part of the culture we're living in, though. Right. Like having internet idols. I and I suffer from it. Like, I hope she doesn't hear this. But like, do you know who Grace Colin Schmidt is? She's one of our biggest fans. Are you joking? Oh, you are. No, you what? <laughs> uh, she listens to every episode. Um, she no. she reviews and she has someone. Oh, she gives every... notes. I'm lying. No, I know. I, I, I finally picked up on it. Do you know who she is though? Mm-mm. She's, a, she's like a brilliant comedian. She's a brilliant, brilliant comedian that I just love. And I followed her online for so long. And now we like talk. And I was like... <sighs> like weird and buggy mm. about it but she's like you know i think a lot of these like internet folks it's like kind of a weird dissonant perspective of them just because they have like a lot of numbers on a thing that people prescribe meaning to you know dude i think about this all the time it's like, arbitrary yeah well i mean is it though it makes money Not, it, it it isn't now but, it isn't i mean it now. Okay. isn't but it shouldn't be <laughs> when you see someone's internet profile on Mm -hmm. whatever social platform, the first thing your eyes go to is the follower's number, right? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. we have this like track in our mind, like, like, who are they? Yeah, like gauging level of interest, gauging uh, social strata, status, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, it's like this, um, ingrained understanding that we've we've come to add into our lifestyle it's bizarre and i've said this um to friends but like i i got to recess therapy by like making things making things like for like two years like every single week putting out a new video like just like really grinding on like making nonsense and I was pretty obsessive about views and like not 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 real like I wasn't like I didn't care that much but I was like oh let's get more like blah 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 mm-hmm. and like my most viewed video was 5000 views and that was the number to beat and I could not beat that and it like meant so much to me and then recess therapy started taking off and now I'm like uh was, you know this one this one didn't break a million down <laughs> and it and it just it's so and it didn't it doesn't I guess it has changed stuff kind of, but like, I don't know. Like I, I, I attach so much meaning to it. And I think mm. a lot of people my age do. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't, if, the, if like the right three people see something, it means all the difference than if like a million 
you know, folks see it. But I guess, you know, there's a higher probability that the right people see stuff. Mm, I mean, how has it changed your life overall just doing this whole recess therapy? Um, I guess thankfully not not much. I mean, my life's changed a lot in the sense that like I'm not in college anymore, so everything feels kind of new. I get mm. a lot of a lot of people stop me on the street now, but it's very brief. Um I got a donut the other day. I don't know. Not, not oh. that much. Yeah. I I'm, so, I feel very like happy with that too. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was reading an article that said uh <clears throat> you liked to you feel like kids are more interesting than adults sometimes and like yeah. <laughs> I feel so similarly. Um I think that What's there's your just... relationship with kids. Oh sorry, finish your sentence. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um mm -hmm. so I've always loved being around kids. Mm -hmm. I I nannied for a long time growing mm -hmm. up. You know, I always wanted to make my own money. Um so I would nanny and um I'm very maternal, I guess. Mm -hmm. And also very close with my two little nephews. Mm. And like whenever I get to play with them, it's just this level of honesty that you have to get to achieve in your adult relationships. Mm -hmm. You know? like Yeah, the wall isn't there. Yeah. And they're mm -hmm. so um, – confident in mm -hmm. any views they have there's there's no question about what they know mm -hmm. yeah i there's you know it's not every kid but there's definitely like a couple that i've met or i'm like we could hang out you know with your parents of course but we could hang out like you're cool um you get it <laughs> yeah there's some kids who are just such old old souls and like you know all my cousins and stuff I like could spend days with and they're all little. Um, but that's the special, that that's the weird thing about recess therapy is everyone's like, you're good with kids. And I'm like, no one else has like five minute interactions with hundreds of kids. Like everyone else, the kids that they interact with, you're like related to, or it's like a friend's child or something. So it feels like a unique, like I, you know, quote, you know, not really, but like speed dating with like, just like quick little bursts, but it's so much more rewarding to have like a relationship with a kid more long-term that you know and yeah, can play of with course. and like, yeah. I mean, but I would love to have these conversations. Like I, I thought about it and I was like, how did this dude think of this? Like what was your path to like, let me, let me mm -hmm. go interview some kids. Yeah. Uh, super, uh off the cuff decision i there was no i uh here's the real honest to god story of it it's very random i my senior thesis was i had to produce 10 short videos uh for my acting class um they were supposed to be all monologues i was feeling really sick of acting in the moment and so all my stuff was like a real workaround and one piece it had to be a historical figure and i was like let me just interview a person. And I interviewed some old people and it didn't go very well. And one day I was sitting in the park and I'd never interviewed kids before really kind of. And um, I called my friend Charlotte and was like, do you mind 
grabbing my camera. Let's just talk to kids. And she came over and we did it for like 30 minutes. And uh, so I make recess therapy with a production company with with doing things media. Um, Mm. And they just helped me with like an editor and they, they help like do promo for it. Um, And they, I'd been working with them in like an editing capacity and I mm-hmm. said I wanted to pitch them a show and they gave me a pitch meeting and I went into that ah. meeting. Yeah, right. And I went into that meeting with an entirely different concept and I had, I've never said this in anything, but I, yes. I had a, a lie. My, I wanted to sound busy. And so I- at the beginning of the call, I lied and I was like, oh, I'm tired. I was up late last night editing this video I'm making where I like interview kids, but I hadn't, I hadn't taken the footage off my camera. Even I I just lied about it. And I did the whole pitch. They said, no, thank you. And I said, that's totally fine. And we were about to close the call. And he was like, what's that kid thing you're doing? Can you send me that? And I was like, yeah, I, I have class all day, but I'll send it. I'll send it to you tomorrow. And I hung up and I went, okay. And I just edited it because I hadn't done, I hadn't even <laughs> offloaded it. And I edited it and I stayed up very late. I sent it to them in the morning. They were like, let's, let's do, let's make this. Let's make some episodes. And, and it started from there. Oh my cool? God. <laughs> that is so cool. I love how you like put on this air. Like I'm. It was a, it was a calculated lie. <laughs> I got to remind my mom of that because she's really always tell the truth. But yeah, and it worked out very well. Ah, okay. Tell me about your mom. I have three moms and two dads. Um, my moms were together. They wanted a baby. They asked their friend, my dad, who had a partner, husband, other father, to be the sperm donor to both my moms. My moms gave birth to me and my brother and sister, and they all raised us. Uh, yeah. Unique. <laughs> Very. Is that a common... Um, thing that comes up yeah i mean i don't know i've never met anyone who has that many parents i always joke that i should just get a tattoo with like that what i just said on it um or what if you had like mom tattoo three times and then the dad right (laughs) um but yeah no i mean it's it's definitely been a big a big part of my life and having that many adults around who are you know all have interesting, unique stories. And I've always, as a child, was treated very much in the way that I try to treat kids, which is like as as adult as they can handle. Mm. Um, yeah. So That's like a staple of it. I love that you um, on the show really do, as you're saying, uh, mm-hmm. speak to children like adults, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that that makes it really comfortable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I try, I mean, like, I don't, you know, it's, it's not exactly like, you know, there's, de- <laughs> I, I try to like talk to them in the way that I can tell they want or like feel up for, mm-hmm. you know, like there's this girl Sloan who's been on a bunch. She does the, like, I don't know. I'm going to reference a clip. I don't know if you've seen it, but like, of um, where she talks about like wanting to be president and like how she would be president. It's, it's one of our big ones. And she, I, I just talked to her like a friend, you know, mm-hmm. she, she can handle it. 
She thrives off of it. She does better work when she's talked to like that. Um, <laughs> better work. Yeah. Yeah, I she mean, does better work. <laughs> you're not going up to them like, hey, little guy, how old yeah, are like, you? like, what's up? How's your yeah. day? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, a lot of kids, I don't even get that. And I think that makes them excited to like, to get to talk because they're like, oh, this guy, he gets me. You're an me. adult. You're so <laughs> yeah. old to them. I know. Isn't that weird? I'm I'm yeah. closer in age to their parents than them now. Isn't that weird? Really? Yeah. Because a lot of their parents are like, I mean, a lot of these kids are less than 10. And these parents are like in their early 30s. Yeah. They're Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you ever become friends with any of the parents? A little bit. I, you know, I'm, I got a dinner invite recently. I really like a lot of the parents. I, I've only recently started to do like repeat things mm. with kids. And in that I've been meeting them more, but it's, it's just, it's a great, it's, I'm, you know, it's, I'm creating kind of a cool little community of, uh, cool adults and kids. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm dying to have, uh, Dylan, the Komodo dragon kid. I'm dying to have his, his parents invite me over for dinner. I think that it would be fun to meet oh them Oh my more. God. He's like such a fan favorite too. I know. He's like, yeah, millions of views on his videos. He's just he's quintessential funny. kid. Like he's got, the he list. is, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy. He's he's you know got him. the lisp. He wants to mm-hmm. talk about creatures, yeah, and exotic countries. Like he just he's a kid. He's a kid's kid. Yeah, I'm gonna do another thing with him like next month. I want to go to the zoo with him. I just like it. It's like everything he says is such gold. And um, <laughs> but I, there's also part of like doing this show where I'm like I don't want to mess with these kids' childhoods really or like mm. i don't want to like take any of that normalcy away from them so i really 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 bring um i'm very cautious in that sense so there's a morally conscious aspect of this yeah. to you mm. i'm pretty anti big business and like yeah in just like the industry uh and i and i don't want to like be the gateway if i don't have to be Mm, okay. Mm. I want to know. <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> so I want to know lots more. But right now the main thing, do you think that um, growing up with so many parents gave you an extra just sense of acceptance and, yes, follow your dreams and, yes, mm-hmm. you know, go and do this and, and whatever you think is – is what you should. Yeah, like very lucky in that sense. My family, you know, all of them, not all of them, you know, some of them had had experiences with like their families not being as immediately accepting and stuff. And I think my parents really put their all into making my brother and sister. And I feel like the sky was the limit. Um, I mean, that's an immense privilege that we were able to like travel when I was young and able to like, you know, go to theater school and do theater camps and stuff. But I think uh, when your family structure isn't the norm, you're immediately going to be, you're immediately going to face some, I don't know. I, I think they really, 
I, I think like in the nineties when they were started, there weren't a lot of family or any family models like that. I don't think they mm. knew any other families doing something like that. And I think they wanted to show, you know, just how far their kids can go and like all that mm. they can do and like really make them feel very loved. So yeah, I had a very special childhood in that sense. And they love, love this. They, they love it. <laughs> um, are your siblings creatives too? Uh, yeah, they did theater when they were kids. My my sister is like a pretty brilliant activist. She um they're both younger than me by two years, and she like I mean, more than anyone I know is pretty hardcore into like fixing our broken world and like mm. doing her all to help with discrimination and you know the corrupt systems that we live under she does like weekly mutual aid in the sense of like you know serving food to houseless folks and like educating people and i she's really amazing in that sense and my brother wow. um i know he, <laughs> he goes to columbia he studies like philosophy and urban planning and stuff uh i think he just wants to move to berlin um yeah, they're cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about your creative partner, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, she and I, I mean, she herself is a brilliant playwright essayist, which is why I got excited when you were saying all that. And I would, after this, love to ask you about it more. Yeah, but she, of she's an amazing writer. She's still in school in her final year. And she's, um, she, we, we've collaborated. I, I feel that I haven't really joined her on many of her projects, but she does a lot of like, you know, writing and it's, it's less of like a group effort, but you know, she helped me film the first half of the time doing recess therapy. And she was the camera person for almost the entirety of the stuff that I made last year. Um, yeah, she's, she's just been very instrumental. Uh, and my now camera person, Julia is another one of my best friends. And she's an amazing, Julia Ty Goldberg, Charlotte Weinman. And, uh, Julia is like an amazing director. Uh, she's written some really awesome scripts that I've seen. And um. she's also wants to be an actor and, and do the whole acting thing. Oh, it's cool that I've been able to work with my friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's incredibly lucky. Yeah. Um, especially like getting that transition friend to friend videographer mm -hmm. like that's, that's awesome and neither of them have real camera experience i just want to work with my <laughs> i want to work with my friends well and they do a great job yeah, um it's, it's great we have fun together and that's what gets the good content and they're both good with they, they're also good with kids in the same way where they don't like talk down to them or anything yeah yeah i yeah. mean kids can feel it you know they mm -hmm. they have their bullshit radars are always way oh, way it's, way it's up through the roof right mm -hmm. <laughs> they're yeah. they get annoyed easy yeah, totally. Well, and another thing I wanted to tell you is like, I didn't know you were working with an agency. I really thought this mm -hmm. whole thing was just like you and a couple people. Mm -hmm. um, but it makes sense. I mean, it's so much work. Yeah. I mean, they they don't touch the creative side, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. They really leave me to my own devices. I mean, I think it's really hard to get noticed in the, in like the social media sphere and 
the thing that they do is they help a lot of creators um like get attention in the sense that like they have a lot of these like meme pages on the internet and they'll like you know post a meme from recess therapy or something and it like you know it, it like it's like a little sourdough starter you know yeah it, like gives it a little extra boost here and there but it really took off in the sense when it like started to get uh like i think like demi lovato posted it really early and that like helped you know it just it, it was here and there yeah but they've and been very steve yeah that's that's the company is them wait Shithead Steve is a is a media agency? No, that's just one of their pages. It's all here, here's what you don't know is yeah. that it's all interconnected. <laughs> I'm scared. No, they're it's pub no, no, look up doing things media, you know, online and you'll see um go to their website and you'll see all the things under their umbrella that they work with. Wait, a lot, you know, like who's that middle other class one fancy? I love? Trash Wait, Cam Paul. Middle class fancy. Oh no, I don't. No. No, no, animals doing things. I don't know. They have a bunch yeah, yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animals doing Animal. things. Um, mm. There's another one I love that I thought. Oh, uh, official Sean Penn. No, that's not us. I don't even know that. I've never even heard of. That. <gasps> okay, my friend. Well, let me gift you with this account. Am I on there at all? Oh no, no. Oh, thank you. This God. is mostly celebrity bashing, and it's oh, at its oh, oh, I'm so excited. No, I'm yeah. not. But it's I'm like, not... it's in a really loving way. It's like, yeah, it's like Martha Stewart just gifted us um, mm -hmm. with this twerking video we never thought we'd deserve. What? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what? how they find this stuff, but it's. But they got it. <laughs> yeah. It's the yeah. Best. Oh, that's awesome. I'll look that up later. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't. My one like trepidation with like associating myself with the company is it like it is really just me on the street with my friend, you know, like it, it is very, and then we have Will Halbert, who's our brilliant editor who like brings the videos to life. Um, so it is, it is a very small operation that uh, <laughs> is in, in the shadow of a, <laughs> of a bigger uh, production company. I mean, that's, um, that's a show though, right? Mm -hmm, like, that's how it works. Yeah. Make it look X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit more um, about your comedy career. What's going on now? What's been going on? <laughs> oh, not much. I mean, I I would like I you know I've done some stand up here and there. I I've had some cool opportunities with that. Um, I was really diving into it in the summer, and then it got cold, and then it got COVID. Um, and then I, and I, also I just graduated college, but you know, huge ambitions. Uh, I'd say, uh, you know, I'm going to be in some really, really good comedy shows, uh, at some point soon, uh, based on nothing but my own ambition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll get there. I'm excited about it. <laughs> I may or may not have seen one particular show. That I was in? Yeah. Live? Yeah. In the flesh? What? No, Where? no. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, um, you... Yeah, of say? course. On the interwebs, Julian. Oh, the video. Oh, the what? The Bell House show that I posted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah, I'm glad you said because I was like, <laughs> it's Bell something. Yeah. You got such amazing reception when you went on stage. I know. So nice. That was such a crazy experience. And I was like with all these 
like Eric Andre and A.D. Bryant from SNL and like Oh my god. No, okay, here's a funny story. In short, Carmen Christopher, one of my favorite stand-up comedians of all time. I think he's just everything he does is gold. I was obsessed with him throughout, you know, the year and then mm-hmm. he was the, one of the things I wanted to do when I got to New York was see him live. And I went and I went up and I was like, "Hey, you're so cool, blah 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 blah." He was like, "Thanks, man." Um he was like um, he was like, come to my show in two weeks. I was like, yeah, of course. I go to a show in two weeks. I, I sit in the front row and I DM'd him for like advice or something on Instagram. And I'm sitting in the front row and he stops the show and he's like, yo, you're Julian, right? You're Julian Shapiro Barnum. You're that kid. Um, you're asking me for advice, right? And I was <sighs> like, yeah. And he like made fun of me to the audience. And I think he felt a little bad. Or, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't scathing in any capacity, but he was like, you, you should do a set at my next show. And I was like, okay. And then I waited. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of stand-up experience. I mostly have improv experience. And I was kind of furiously working on material. And he, his show came around. And I was like, can I do a set? And he was like, yeah. So I had two weeks. So I had two weeks to create this, what I was going to do for five minutes. And so I tested material for a week and then I went on vacation for a week. I went to the like beach and I had like no service and it was just me just running my material to myself. And I get, and I, I went to Puerto Rico, only time I've left the country in the past two years. And I land uh, in JFK with four hours until the show. And he calls me and he's like, Hey Julian, you, you still want to do this? And I was like, yeah. Sure. And he's like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to put, I'm going to tell the audience that I've put a post-it note under one seat and act like it's random that I've brought you up on stage. And I was, and he was like, so there, there's no post-it, but like pretend you got a post-it. And I get to the show and it's like a 400 person, like sold out, like huge, maybe it's like 350 or something. And, um, He's like, all right, um, you know, pretends to call, pretend, I pretend that it's me. He's like, all right, you work on your material for a minute. But in the meantime, Eric Andre. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And then, you know, so the crowd was really, it was easy because everyone was so, it was, everyone was in such a good mood. And I went on after him and then A.D. Bryant was after me. Oh my Um, God. A.D. Bryant went like, on after you. Jesus. It was a dream. It was like, it was a dream. And uh, I, I wonder if I'll ever outdo that because that was like a surreal experience. You will. <laughs> um, did you get to hang out with A.D. Bryant and Eric Andre? Uh, A.D. was talking to somebody, but Eric and I talked for a couple minutes and he was very nice, actually. Mm. He was a very nice guy. Very chill. Really? Yeah, really chill. He took a video. I would video, think be pretty stressed. Right? No, he took a video during um, my set of someone playing Candy Crush, which is just funny. What a jerk. I know. No, it's like, I liked why, it. I don't know. To me, I'm, I'm also very, very into comedy and into comics. Mm. And I get so like, why are you at the show? It's like, just go. Know, if you're gonna go be play like, on your phone. <laughs> do you do comedy ever? Um, no. So I took, um, improv for a little bit. 
mm-hmm. at uh, this beautiful theater in Nashville um, called Third Coast Comedy. Cool. Yeah. And then I took um, sketch comedy mm-hmm. writing. Just mm-hmm. one. I've only gotten one. Um level in me because then I wanted to go and focus on essays, but I'm oh, going to cool. take level two once, once I finish this particular essay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been wanting to do stand up for a really, really long time. Uh, so <laughs> I'm total chicken shit about it. I have this, <laughs> uh, comic who's a friend and I really, really look up to her artistically, her work. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of pedestal complex. And so whenever I have a bit, I'll like, you know, record it and practice (laughs) it. And then I'll even go so far as to transcribe it. And Mm. then I send it to her, like in case Mm. it's like amazing. (laughs) And then I send it to her and I'm always like, what is she going to, you know, this is it, this is it, this is the one. And she's like, yeah, so, um... (laughs) And she always gives me amazing notes. You know, she's mm-hmm. so uh, she's always touring, and she's she's been mm-hmm. on the show actually. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, yeah. And um, there was one time, once where she was like, "This is, yeah." Ooh, you want to do it for me? No. Will you do me the no? You want to certainly do not. No. Not even one. I mean, maybe like after we're done. Okay. Okay. Well, that's but, not okay. Um, not <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I really do like um maybe I'll be like an older comic, you know, maybe I'll be like a way yeah, yeah, later yeah. in life comedian who's just like a total badass because she's just like I just don't give a fuck anymore. So if this is funny, cool. If not, like Sure, whatever. It's, yeah. It's, it's your fault if it's not funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, just one of those like kind of a battle axe. That's that's like Tignataro energy. She doesn't care if it's funny. One of my favorites. That's the show though that she doesn't care that it's funny because she does because it's her career. Yeah. 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 You know? She, she just well she said in an interview that she prefers when the show goes bad. Oh, come then she on. Have more fun. I know, I'm sure that's not true, but like at you know, she's at this point she's doing so well that it doesn't matter. She's one of my top 3 and I just, I love everything about her. She's her, how dry she is, her delivery. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat her. Um, I saw her live once. That was in, in high school. That was pretty exciting. See, the fact that you were going to comedy shows in high school, that's so. I was, I, I think that was one of the only, I mean, I saw a lot of improv, but I think that was like one of the, only, I think I saw like two or three stand up shows in high school. Uh, I, I think I had such a, I think like, I really un- didn't know what stand-up was really like or what stand-up really could be until recently. Mm. I'll say that. Until the summer, probably. I think I just saw so much. Oh, so much and I learned that they all do the same – they do the same jokes over and over again. It's like a um, touring band. <laughs> it's like a touring musician, yeah. right? Because they do the same set. Yeah, they have to do like this album and then that album. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they know what works. Yeah, I, as someone who comes from the improv side of it, it's frustrating to get the same. I want it new every time. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't yeah. want to see you working on it. Well, you might have <laughs> to go um, and travel and see other comics. I mean, you're, yeah, you're exactly. seeing a I have lot. to get it on New York. No, I mean, over the summer, I was going like 
two shows, two, three shows a week. It was insane. Oh, wow. Um, Spending so much money. (laughs) I actually saw, what was his name? The guy that doesn't wear his shirt on stage. Who? Um, Oh, that weird, the, that weird guy. mm -hmm. He's like a little older. Yeah. I don't know his name, but I do know about, I've never, I've never listened to his stuff. Yeah. I saw him. Um, and well, my friend reps him. Mm-hmm. Oh, and cool. so they were in town, which was really cool because I never get to see her. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm always going to go to – I'm never going to say no to a comedy show, you know? Yeah. Even if it's um, bad. It's, well, I don't know. I've seen some bad <laughs> – I've seen some comedy. I've been to shows where I'd rather leave. Oh, my God. But it's so hard right? to leave because it's like – I know because they need it. They need you. Well, and it – if they're young, I mean, I would just – Young in their career, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just don't want to. They're I'm never, Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, God, it's so uncomfortable when it goes bad, yeah. you know? Have you I've ever had left. like, hmm? I've never left a show, but I've you wanted never to. left a show. <laughs> Have you ever had one of those moments where you bomb? Oh, I mean, I've, <laughs> I really feel like I've barely done it. In, mm-hmm. in in like comparison to other folks, but they're bombed. I've had some, I've been to some open mics where it hasn't gone that well. And it just, just, it like, just, it, it really, it hurts a little bit. It makes, yeah. it made me at least really question everything. Yeah. Like, but then, you know, you go to a, sh- you know, then I do that one big show and I'm like, oh, it's all about the audience. And like, I guess it asked, you have to have good material, but like it really, you know, when you're already a name or something, it's so mm. easy. Like mm. you can do anything and they'll like it, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like I, I feel for those who are newer or like less known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think bombing is so important though in anything you do. Yeah. I really, really mm-hmm. do. Um, I had a, a show um, like nine months ago Mm-hmm. that I was really, really excited about, you know, a, a reading, a poetry reading. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband and I got into a disagreement directly before I went on stage. Oof. And I could not get out of my head, dude. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, it was awful. Like, yeah. I had I had no, I was not Meredith up there. You know, mm-hmm. I was like this, um, just kind of lost energy floating yeah. in front of a microphone. Ugh, that's horrible to be that like unfocused. Yes. And yeah. then, but later when we talked about it, you know, he said every artist has to have a lot of those times because mm-hmm. it shows you uh, what to avoid. Yeah, that was all of college for me. <laughs> Not doing the right thing. Do you know the book Leaving the Atocha Station? No. Read it tomorrow. It is. Oh, it's great. It's about a poet in Spain on a fellowship. And it's my all-time favorite book, but there's some really great poetry reading scenes in that book. All-time favorite book? Really? I I mean, I I read it while I was in Madrid, and it takes place in Madrid. But I've made, like, everyone in my life read it. And a lot of people, Mm. I've not met anyone who hasn't read it. It's by Ben Lerner, if you know him. He's a... okay. He's like a New York, he's a bestseller kind of guy at this point, but it was his first book. Well, I am an avid reader. Um, mm. 
I cannot get enough. So I love recommendations. Yeah, please. Do you have any for me? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I What's and like now a that you <laughs> now that you opened up Pandora's box, you'll probably get an email. Um, oh please, so I'd love that. Since Thich Nhat Han just mm-hmm. crossed over, mm-hmm. his book changed my life. It's called Work. Work. Just work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. Oh my God, what else? Well, my friend Ashley Bernard just wrote an mm-hmm. amazing memoir um, called Swing. This is also excellent. Mm-hmm. Cool. And basically, um, I'll send you a list. Yeah, I was going to say, it would be, if, you, if you can put authors and stuff, that would be great. I would love, I, uh, I'm, I'm attempting to read a little bit more. Not that I, it's not that I don't read. It's that I'm not reading right now. Mm. I've had moments where I've read a lot, and so I'm just not in one right now. It's a discipline, and um, it's such a pleasure. I think growing up, yeah. uh, academia was so intense for me mm-hmm. and my sisters that I really like um, uh, it's the joy of it fell away from me for a long time because mm-hmm. it was it was such a heavy level. But it was now, so put on you, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Julian, this has been so lovely. Yeah, this was great. Thank I, you. I mean, I would say it was an amazing conversation if it wasn't. So I, it wasn't me talking to myself so much. So I'm sorry for that. But I've had no, please I've don't. Had a, you're a wonderful interviewer. Oh, thank you. I don't oh, think that I am. I'm sure. I disagree. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Whenever you were saying how comedy is such a listening skill. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more because when I got into improv, I learned that I was a terrible listener. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, can I still do this podcast? Cause you know, of course it's, so a, it's a discipline. I'll say before I go that I, two years ago, I had never really interviewed before two years ago and I started and I was so bad at it. And my parents told me I was bad at it. And my friends said I wasn't great at it. And I just got and I got better. But I'm not saying that you're bad. I I honestly think you're great. I just I really didn't start there. No, that I love that that they <laughs> gave you such scathing disapproval. And I didn't know how to ask questions. I didn't know how to ask the right questions. You know, uh, starting that way is great because look mm-hmm. what it did for you. Yeah, I got better, and I really tried. I really tried, and I and I'm glad I did because it, you know. It, like anything, it's a skill to be able to out, to be able to like balance the talking and the asking and you know. Yeah. But no, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this was this was a ton of fun. Oh well, it's totally my pleasure. Um, I am just happy that we could find the time, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Thank you. We'll watch Recess Therapy. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, Julian, we'll talk again. And until then, check out Recess Therapy on Instagram. Always new content, always exciting. So, bye. Bye. Bye.